Welcome to Invest Like a Woman. I'm your host, Gabby Slummer, founder of Finasana. In this podcast, we'll break down money, investing, and everything in between to help you build your money confidence and feel good about your finances. So last week, a friend of mine texted me and said that there was a Reformation sample sale happening and whether I wanted a ticket. Now, I have spent so much money already this year. It's only February and I have already blown my shopping budget like three times over. So the last thing I should have done is said, absolutely, yes, I want to go to a Reformation sample sale. And those of you who don't know Reformation, I would advise you not to Google it. Otherwise, you might have an obsession like I do or an overly expensive brand. So anyways, I like stopped my tracks, literally responded like, is the sky blue? Absolutely. I want to go to a Reformation sample sale. Like, are you out of your mind? So Saturday rolls around. We go in like any sample sale. It's a mess. There's things everywhere, Half things I didn't want, didn't need, def- I mean, definitely didn't need, was going in with a mentality of, oh, maybe I'll buy some wedding stuff or some honeymoon outfits. And next thing you know, I'd leave with like three overpriced black knit dresses, black of all color, the opposite of what I went in for. And the second I left, what hit me? Guilt immediately. The second I walk out of that store with my cute little black tote bag that I got for spending over – I don't even remember what the amount was. Luckily, it was just one tote bag. But I immediately am like, why did I just do this? I told myself I wasn't going to shop as much. I don't need anything. And I just couldn't resist. And it felt good in the moment as impulse shopping usually does or emotional shopping. But Afterwards, it's the same feeling as when I skip the gym or break my diet or put off a piece of work that I know I should do and don't do or don't study for an exam or all these other things that I feel like I wanted to have discipline for and then I didn't. So today, if you haven't already gathered, we're talking about money guilt and post-shopping anxiety, spendsiety as I've dubbed it in articles before because it's this feeling that I think isn't spoken about enough. I mean, we talk about spending money and impulse shopping and kind of joking about it, but I certainly didn't realize how many other people also felt this immediate, like by the time you walk out the door, you're like looking back saying goodbye to the lady behind the counter and all of a sudden thinking, did I really need that? What did I just waste all this money for? Did I even really like that? I'm going to get home and try this on and immediately change my mind even though it's no returns and Is it really as good quality as I'm telling myself it is? Is it really worth it? Could I have gotten the same thing at H&M or Zara? And nobody would probably even know. And all of these thoughts that start spiraling and then make us just feel bad about ourselves. Because as we know, money and emotions, they are so incredibly interlinked. So let's talk about it. Why do we feel guilty when we deem to have overspent a is sometimes explicit sometimes not budget or amount that we feel we shouldn't have done 
a lot of times it has to do with the motivation behind the transaction more than the transaction itself. So spending, I don't know, 20 pounds on an Uber, for example, you can feel more guilty about that than about spending $80 on a pair of jeans. Depending on the reason you decided to make the transaction, and usually it's because we tell ourselves that we are going to stick to something, to a budget, we're going to take the train home, we aren't going to buy ourselves clothes that we don't need, and then something happens that we break that. And it's almost like breaking a promise to ourselves and well, that sounds a bit harsh actually even as I'm saying that, but I do try to take a step back and say, well, why why am I feeling guilty? Why is that purchase making me feel bad about myself? We talked about that the guilt has more to do with the motivation behind the transaction than the transaction itself. So what does that mean? When you do something like impulse shopping or binge eating or break something that you told yourself you were going to do, there's a lot packed there, right? The The reason that you do these things is a lot deeper than just you didn't have the discipline in that moment. With spending money in particular, impulse shopping or emotional shopping, emotional spending, whatever you want to call it, oftentimes it's because buying something that we want in the moment that we want it gives us a sense of control when we don't feel like we have control over something else in our lives. And that can be major, it could be minor. It could be you had a really bad day at work, your boss said something that pissed you off, someone else did something that pissed you off. And so you get home and you open up Zara's website and you buy something and that exact thing that you want all of a sudden is on its way to your house and you feel a sense of, of almost pride or of I did it, I got what I wanted, good job, dopamine hit, and you feel better in the moment or you might. But then the credit card statement rolls around at the end of the month or for some people, like my story earlier, by the time you walk out of the store, you're already saying, ooh, did I really – I felt good for a minute, but now do, do I still feel good about myself? Was it worth it? Am I actually going to wear it? And you start questioning. But there's no doubt that it's like – it's that dopamine hit. It's like eating that piece of chocolate. It's having that extra bite of ice cream or that drink that – you immediately regret because the room starts spinning. It's tough. I mean, we're all human and our emotions frequently dictate our actions. Our money mindset is also tied to our emotions and our past. Now, whether that is the close past, like last year, let's say that you didn't get a bonus as big as you thought, so you had to save money, or it's a bit more subtle than that. And it's even back to your childhood and money stories that you told yourself and you started building about money as you were growing up. And before you even consciously learning about finances, it's everything that we do, money's all around us. The way that your parents talked about money or whoever you grew up with, the way that they maybe didn't talk about money is sometimes telling too that they never thought about it. So the fact that now you're having to think about what you spend, you don't think is maybe quote unquote normal because your family never had to do that. So you feel bad about it. Or your parents didn't have much money growing up, so you had to be really, really careful about it. And now, even though your financial situation is fine, you have a scarcity mindset. 
and you're saving money and you're totally fine. You're totally in the clear, but you still have that mentality of I need to protect, I need to protect, I need to protect, I need to save myself. So buying yourself things that you want, that you can afford, sometimes even that you need, bring up these kind of unwarranted feelings. And it's this misplaced guilt that is going to your finances that is perhaps has more to do with something else in your life that you maybe haven't thought about it in that way before. Spending money also often brings up conflicting emotions. So like we talked about in that emotional shopping example, you get what you want in that moment, you feel good, and then you immediately have this negative feeling that you just did something that you should have done differently because you should be saving for a house. You should be saving for your wedding, saving for X, Y, Z, whatever it is. These conflicting like good angel, bad angel or whatever it is telling you like, yay, we did it. We got what we wanted. And then the other side saying, "Mm, told you you shouldn't have done that. Now you're not going to be able to afford that trip at the end of the year just because you wanted to look good because you get those Instagram ads and you want to wear the clothes that everyone wears and now you're not going to be able to have fun because you gave in to the social pressures. It's these like conflicting emotions and sometimes we just kind of ignore one and give in to the other like anything else. And it's also not surprising that we do that and that we give ourselves a hard time when our culture is constantly sending us contradictory messages telling us that we should be saving. We shouldn't buy avocado toast. We're millennials are never going to afford to be able to get a mortgage because we're buying lattes every day while also pushing us these ads to buy, 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 buy. That's you need this luxury thing. You need this. It doesn't even have to be luxury, right? You need this new outfit. Your outfits that you wore last summer are now completely out of trend and you need to buy flowery skirt, whatever it is. So it's not just these internal pressures that are kind of misplacing that guilt, making us want to spend money for that hit of dopamine or because we just want something. But it's also the external pressures of the world telling us that we should be doing everything right all the time. We should be saving 30% of our paycheck while also buying a quality pair of jeans that cost, I don't know, a ridiculous amount of money. And also just the and, 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 and. It's very infrequently that society and our culture uses the word or when it comes to buying things and material possessions. It's usually and. So when we're telling ourselves or trying to convince ourselves of kind of the or, whether that's through a budget or whatever else, it just feels bad. And so we think that we could have spent that money on something else or we should be saving for something else or have our own conflicted feelings about why do we even want that thing. And listen, I'm not saying don't give in to it. I give in to it all the time. Sometimes it's worth it. It's just knowing when we're giving into it, why we feel the way that we feel. Do I regret my reformation purchases? No, I don't because, I mean, to be completely honest, it's because for me personally, 
I found a brand that I really like that fits my body well that I know I'm going to get dressed, put it on, and feel good about it and not have to change 700 times before I leave the house and not be confident. So I feel a little bit guilty about it, but at the same time, I'm like, it's fine. Whereas there's other things that I've tried to bring that or mentality instead of and more frequently. So how do you identify what is worth it to you? And we talk about values a lot in this podcast. We talk about our money values and trying to think about what we spend money on and how it makes us feel. And it's almost keeping like a shopping diary. Like some people do a food diary. You can do a shopping diary and say, how did that item make me feel? Did it actually bring me joy a la Marie Kondo? What always blows my mind, and I'm going to touch on the values a bit more, but I just remembered this, what always surprises me um, in others and in particularly myself at the end of the month when I sit down to categorize my expenses, I'm pretty religious about downloading my bank statements and categorizing everything that I've spent um, to track against my budget from the prior month or the month before. I could tell you how much I spent on Starbucks in like 2017. It's actually pretty wild and I don't expect everyone to do that. But if you do track your expenses, you'll have some really good realizations. And one of the ones that always blows my mind is when I forget what I bought and I'll see like Zara 75 and I'm like, it will take me a good five minutes to be like, what did I buy when that happens? That is a very clear indication that, that I did not need that purchase and that did not add anything to my life. So so touching on this values point, an activity that I that I really like doing, I really encourage people to do, and this will have its own podcast episode on, but is thinking about what money means to you, what does success mean to you, what do you want money for, and identifying the things that you spend your money on because, I mean, we – spend money on most things these days. But identifying, I I like to do three things that you like to spend your money on that are bringing you confidence, happiness, joy, making your life better. And not feeling guilty about spending money on those things, but being ruthless with everything else. And if, if you identify those things, you can then intentionally spend your money in a way that you're not going to feel bad about it while also budgeting in other places that aren't going to make your life any worse. Going out to dinner is something that I really enjoy. Now, takeout is something that I get maybe once every six months if I'm having a really bad day because going through this exercise of adding up all of my money that I'm spending, you realize that some things that you spend, don't touch your value system. Also, I will note, I recognize it's a privileged position to be in to be able to go shopping and say, um, I value eating out, so I'm going to eat out all the time. So this is a good time as any to pause and say that you shouldn't feel guilty if you're spending money that you have and are intentional about it. But there's times where kind of impulse shopping or you feel guilty, and it's for valid reasons. Now, the most valid of those reasons are if you're using debt to fund these purchases that you don't need. So if you're 
overdrawing on your debit card or blowing through your credit card limit and not being able to pay it back, if you're consistently spending more money than you make every month, if you're going into your savings because you're having trouble controlling your spending, then you probably want to take a bit of a harder look at why you're in that situation and a bit of a sterner line with yourself. Now, it's it's so normal for people to feel that way and it happens regardless of what income levels you have. It happens all over the map of whether you're going into debt or not. So just remember that and because sometimes if you don't especially when you don't have a lot of money, you think that having the money is going to solve all of your problems. And it will solve some of your problems, but it will never solve all of your problems, particularly not the emotional ones. So the scarcity mindset or feeling bad about spending money can affect people at all levels, even if it's not hurting their bank accounts as much. So We talked about why it happens, how it happens, and a couple of ways to stop it. But let's talk about that a little bit more to make this a little more constructive. And these are some things that I try doing. Some work better than others. But as with everything with money, try what works for you. What works for me isn't going to work for everybody. These are just a couple of ideas. So one is if you specifically allocate this like fun money or – Whatever your your guilty pleasure is that you're having trouble with these feelings, allocate some money towards it every month or maybe allocate a smaller amount per month and then have it like add up like a sinking fund so that when you spend money, you know you don't have to be guilty about it. Another one was kind of related, but instead of focusing on how much you're spending on that given thing every month, focus on how much money you're saving and your overall savings rate in relation to your income. So if you're consistently saving, I don't know, 10, 15, 20% of your salary, then you don't need to give yourself as much of a hard time about smaller purchases. So instead of focusing on a budget positive category, focus on how much you're saving and transfer your attention, shift it. And if you're looking at your savings rate, you're probably going to want to increase it anyway because that feels good too. It's just kind of more of a delayed gratification. Another good one's very kind of like easy wins are wait 24 hours before buying something. If you still want it in 24 hours, if you're still thinking about it, then you know it's something you actually wanted. Having a worry-free number where for some it'll be different for everybody For some people, it'll be like 10, 15. For other people, it'll be 100. But having a number that you know isn't going to materially impact your budget or your savings rate. So anything below that number, you don't feel guilty about. Anything over that number, (laughs) I'm not saying for you to feel guilty about it, but at least think about it twice. Have spent a little bit more mental time and energy on figuring out if you actually want it and ask yourself those questions like, Do I already have something like this? Do I need it? Do I need it now? Do I have enough money for it before you make a decision? And then lastly, but a really important one, which we got into a little bit earlier, but is don't or try not to reward yourself with buying things. Try to give yourself another outlet for congratulating yourself or self-soothing that isn't monetary. 
So a really good exercise, and I'll give some some options, but I encourage you to maybe pause this podcast, pull out your notes app, and think about ways to self-soothe or self-care that don't involve spending money and to congratulate yourself. So if you have an amazing win at work, if you have a great day, if you do something that you're proud of, what are some ways that you can celebrate that that don't involve spending money? And what are some ways that you can treat yourself, take care of yourself that don't involve spending money? It's a really good exercise to do before you're in that situation and physically write it down so that when you need self-care especially, you have this list of things to go back to. Ones that I really like are taking a bath, journaling, coloring, making yourself a tea, putting on cozy socks and putting on really shit TV and just basking in it. It could be things like going to bed early, go outside, go for a run, just go outside, take a walk, do some yoga, stretch, meditate. That's a good one. Pour yourself a nice glass of wine, anything, whatever is going to help you. Well, these podcasts are honestly like therapy for me to think about my own relationship with money because I think about this stuff a lot. I read about it a lot. I research it a lot, but I definitely don't have all the answers. And I am only human and have so many of these things as well. But I do think about it probably disproportionately to the average person who doesn't do this for a living. So as you spend the next few weeks, as you go through life and spend money, think about how you feel. Know how you're feeling about things, whether that's related to what you spend or not, if you're misplacing guilt, if you recognize in yourself any of the things that we talked about. And if you do, can you use any of the tools that we talked about to start to kind of shift that internal narrative and improve your relationship with your finances and the way that you choose to spend money? I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I really enjoyed recording this one and I'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening to Invest Like a Woman. To learn more and continue your financial wellness journey, visit us on finasana.com and follow us on Instagram. I'll see you next time.